بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبد الله بن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا تزال المسألة بأحدكم حتى يلقى الله تعالى وليس في وجه مزعة لحم متفق عليه المزعة بضم الميم وإسكان الزاء وبالعين المهملة القطعة وعنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال وهو على المنبر وذكر الصدقة والتعفف عن المسألة اليد العليا خير من اليد السفلى واليد العليا هي المنفقة والسفلى هي السائلة متفق عليه ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى نقال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من سأل الناس تكثرا فإنما يسأل جمرا فليستقل أو ليستكثر رواه مسلم Continue with the chapter These ahadith The subject matter is similar to what we have already discussed ذم السؤال With the shariat Encourages one to abstain from stretching one's hands out to the makhluk, to the ghayr to, to of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to asking from anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the prohibition with regards to begging. Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that a person will continue begging. In other words, this refers to a person who forms the habit of begging unnecessarily. Circumstances in which he finds himself do not permit him to ask. But unfortunately, we notice in our society also nowadays there are many that unfortunately fall into this trap wherein they inculcate this habit of begging, asking from others. When we talk of begging and asking, we are not talking only of the beggar in the street. In our day-to-day business life, in our day-to-day social life also, there are many amongst us, unfortunately, we, we don't even realize it, that this becomes a habit amongst us, that whatever we need, we turn to others. We are asking always. Sometimes the asking has to do with business expansion. Sometimes the asking has to do with just basic worldly necessities. But nevertheless, coming back to this hadith, Rasulullah said, that a person will continue begging, continue asking until he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment and there is no flesh left on his face. This is a severe warning that is given with regards to begging. When it comes to this expression where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The person meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment and there is the flesh of his face has been removed. With regards to this punishment that is mentioned in this hadith, one is, ulama kiram say that it could, cost, it could possibly mean literally, that literally Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove the flesh from the face of a person who used to beg unnecessarily in this world, Allah protect us. With regards to this, Ramai Kana mentioned that why remove the flesh from the face? They say, La wajha lahu inda Allah. 
that this person was guilty of a crime in this world. What was that crime? That this face was supposed to be turned to Allah. He took this face which was supposed to be turned to Allah and turned it to the ghair of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Turned it to others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as a punishment of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed the flesh from the face. This actually is corroborated by other ahadith wherein we find that sometimes the punishment that is meted out to a person is meted out to the limb of the body that committed the particular crime. For example, Rasulullah said that that person who eavesdrops or who listens to the conversations of others that he should not be listening to. Molten lead will be poured into the ear of that person on the day of judgment. Allah protect us. And like that we find that that dream which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, one was in a dream or other was in a physical state that on Mi'raj Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was shown certain punishments that were being meted out to people and each time he said subhanallah ya Jibreel mahada that subhanallah Jibreel what is this? So we find that a lot of those punishments were being meted out to the limb of the body of that person that was carrying out the crime. So we find that this subject matter like I said, is found in many ahadith that sometimes punishment in akhirat will be meted out to the particular limb that was committing the crime. In this case, when it comes to begging or stretching one's hands out to others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find in ahadith it is the face that is carrying out the crime. Why? Because this face is supposed to be lowered to Allah. This face is supposed to be turned to Allah. Now when you turn it to the ghair of Allah, then, like we find in this hadith, Rasulullah said, the flesh of the face will be removed. In other words, like I said, one is literal and the other is figurative. What is figurative? That this person will be disgraced on the day of judgment. There will be no flesh left on his face. In other words, there will be no face for this person. There will be no izzat for this person. There will be no honor for this person. He disgraced and demeaned himself in this world. And likewise, if he will die without Tawbah, Allah protect us, he will be disgraced and demeaned in the hereafter. Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is also the narrator of the next hadith. He says that once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was on the mimbar, and Nabi Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam was delivering khutbah. And in his khutbah, Rasul Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam was speaking about sadaqah, about charity and about abstaining from asking. So Nabi Pak was delivering a khutbah and in that khutbah this happened to be the subject matter. One was on charity, sadaqah, the benefits of it. And coupled with that Nabi Wasallam was speaking about abstention from begging. And in that Abdullah bin Umar says Nabi Wasallam mentioned these words. This hadith, the subject matter has passed several times before, so we will translate it. We will not go into any detail. Al-yadul ulya khayrun min al-yadis sufla. The Prophet said, the hand that is above is better than the hand that is below. And then Rasulullah went on to explain what is meant by the hand that is above. He said, wal-yadul ulya hiya al-munfiqa. 
He said the hand that is above is the one that gives, the one that spends. The one that spends upon the makhluk, the one that spends upon others, Rasulullah said, will always be better. Al-Yadul Ulya Khayr. This is Khayr, this is superior. Yadul Ulya hiya al-Munfiqa. Wasufla hiya sa'ila. And he said that the hand that is below is the one that is asking, is the one that is stretched out. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu is the narrator of the next hadith. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man sa'ala al-nasa takathuran, fa'innama yas'alu jamran, falyastaqil aw liyastakthir rawahu muslim. In this hadith also is what we call wa'id shadid, a severe warning with regards to the practice of begging unnecessarily. One is a person begs out of necessity. Circumstances have conspired to put him in a situation where he has no other alternative he feels. So this is why he begs. As we mentioned previously, with strict regulations, technically that type of begging, there is some levity or some permissibility. Then there is this type of begging where a person actually makes begging an art form where he is trying to increase his wealth. He makes it a form of livelihood. Allah protect us. Rasulullah sallallahu said that it, that person who asks takathuran merely to acquire an increase in his wealth. It is not necessity. He is asking to increase his wealth. It has become an art form. It has become a form of livelihood for him. Then what is actually happening? He has stretched his hand out. He is asking. What is actually happening? Rasulullah says, فَإِنَّمَا يَسْأَلُوا jamran." This person in reality is asking for the coals of Jahannam. This person in reality is asking for the coals of Jahannam. What is meant by this? That whatever is acquired through this type of begging or asking will be transformed into the coals of Jahannam and this azab will be meted out against this person in the hereafter. One thing we have to understand, my respected brothers, when we speak of the azab that is mentioned in various ahadith for committing a crime, there is always there, uh, there is always the exception. What is the exception? A person makes tawbah. A person asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. The doors of Allah's mercy, the doors of Allah's forgiveness are always open. And none of us has a right a lot of times we get into this habit. We see in hadith a punishment that is mentioned for a particular crime. Then we see someone doing that wrong. What we do is we start taunting that person. Allah is going to do this to you. Na'uzubillah. Allah is going to do that to you. We don't have that right. This is a caution for that person to abstain from that wrong. This is not something for us to be taunting one another with or to try to threaten one another with this type of thing. We should be very, very careful. If a person makes toba, all this will fall away. Allah's mercy, we can't even imagine what Allah's mercy is. Allah's, the doors of repentance are always open. So, this, these punishments are mentioned if a person dies without toba, or if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever reason does not accept his toba. Nevertheless, Rasulullah this is such a severe warning that is found in this hadith. If you look, unfortunately, we don't have that munasabat with the Arabic language. But the tone of the hadith, Rasulullah says, Man sa'ala nasa takathuran, that person who asks 
begs in order to increase his wealth. Innama yasalu jamran. He is asking the coals of Jahannam. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Fal yastaqil awli astakthir. Fal yastaqil awli astakthir. Rahmatul lil alameen. Mercy to humanity. What does he say? He says, take less or take more, whatever you want. In other words, if you carry on with this, if you carry on with this, you are increasing the coals of Jahannam. Allah give us tawfiq. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah.